Welcome back, guys. This is Life Below Parallel. Today we're sitting here with Dr. Dave and, of course, Ron, our good friend Ron. <laughs> um, Dr. Dave and our my co-host Ron met. When did you guys meet? A few weeks ago. A few weeks Last back. Yeah. Last mutual, week, yeah. mutual friend. Mutual man. friend. And Ron really liked um, where the conversation was leading, so he took a pause, and we're bringing him back to to kind of unpack what Dr. Dave has to say. So why don't you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, doctor? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, I, go, I guess I go by Dr. Dave. Uh, before I was Dr. Dave, I was actually Sergeant Dave. We uh, were coming off of Veterans Day. So I always like to uh, big, uh, give a big shout out to the veterans out there because uh, I, know, I know what that's like. Um, so yeah, I mean, like my story is, is pretty straightforward. I, I was in the military, got my undergrad degree, and uh, after undergrad, I was like, what do I do? So I actually, I moved up to Colorado as a ski bum for a couple of years, which was fun. And then I, I realized I was like, I don't want to be a ski bum for the rest of my life. So I ended up going out to California to pursue a, uh, a, a degree in chiropractic. And so that's what I had my doctorate in. And that gave me the, the, the science and the knowledge and the understanding of the human system, the human body, <clears throat> and then gave me the the education to to develop what I now have, which is uh, a company called the Unbreakable Self. Uh, which you know, it's it. I guess there's two arms to this company. One of which is obviously my brick and mortar practice, where people come into me and I treat them for a number of ailments, everything from uh, GI, you know, distress, um, you know, anxiety, depression. Uh, along obviously with with the physical uh, nature of that. So, you know, for instance, we're talking to CrossFitters, they all know, um, they probably have all been to a chiropractor, or physical therapist, somebody in their day. Uh, So that's, that's obviously a bread and butter as well. But I'm more more holistic individual. Uh, The way I like to explain it to people is that uh, I help people become more adaptable uh, with my system, uh, my unbreakable self system. And then which also goes into the other side of it, which is the, the virtual side, uh, which I'm really very motivated in helping uh, ambitious, you know, business people, entrepreneurs, salespeople who are, are really trying to make a difference in this world because I'm, I'm kind of that person. And so uh, with my, my company, my system, uh, like I said, we make people unbreakable so that they can do their work in the world. How did you make the decision to switch from, I mean, not necessarily switch, but you know, you probably didn't start with this virtual concept in mind, you know, you went to chiropractic school, did the thing, opened up a practice. Yeah, when, did the, when did the fire get started to like go this other route as well? And how, yeah. did, and how did they coexist? Yeah, that's, that's actually a really good question. And that's actually, you know, it's the, the funny thing about that is that, like I think all humans have this inherent drive to be sort of multifaceted and we don't really know how that works. And that's actually kind of one of the, the areas of exploration that I have with, with everybody that is part of the tribe. I call it the tribe, uh, which is the unbreakable, you know, the, the group of people that we all get together uh, physically in person, but we also have like an online, um, you know, coaching, et cetera. But the, the way it started was I was in practice and I was, you know, I'm an ambitious guy. I was a CrossFitter. I was a CrossFitter for a long time. Uh, I actually started um, 
I was a CrossFit level one coach out in California at a place called CrossFit Santa Clara with a guy named Jason Kalipa, who's pretty well known in the, in the CrossFit world. Uh, and I was, I was actually his first coach. Like, so like he hired me, I was like the first guy, this is like back in the day when he had like a thousand square foot. Now he's got like 30 gyms across the world, you know? Um, but I was like the first guy that he hired, which is cool. And so I started off, you know, doing CrossFit and I was like super interested in the human system and human performance. And I, you know, did this thing in chiropractic and, and, uh, within about three years of me being in practice, I started noticing like this sense of, of lack of satisfaction. And the way it showed up was like, I was going about my business, but I just wasn't fulfilled. Like there was, it was like, as if there was like something tangibly missing in my life. And I didn't, I couldn't put a, my finger on it. I had no idea what that was. It was awkward. Like I felt like, um, uh, it's the best way to describe it. Like almost like uh, hubris and even thinking it, I was like, Oh, I'm this guy, you know, I'm this chiropractor and like, I'm, I'm successful, but like, how dare me be ungrateful for what I have, you know, like it was so funny. Um, so, you know, the, the interesting thing though, is that it started to manifest actually in physical symptoms. So I started getting panic attacks, anxiety. I started like experiencing all these, these things that were just happening to me. I started getting depression. Uh, and, and I, I even asked like one day that, you know, the, the proverbial universe, I was like, what, what is it? What do you want me to do? Like, I know I'm not satisfied. What is that thing? And I remember just kind of getting this image of a warrior. And I was like, what, like, what is this? Like, this is such a weird story. And I always tell this people, like to people and they're like, uh, they kind of get it. Cause like, we all sort of have this, this calling inside of us. And like, however that shows up for you is totally up to you. Right. And so, so I started just like, trying to understand things. I started studying different forms of warriorship. I started studying, um, you know, mental health. I started studying all these different aspects of life, everything from relationships to career, to purpose, to you name it. And what it came down to is that there was something more that I had to learn. And so I went through a pretty dark night in 2015, my, my business partner that I had signed a lease with. So imagine if, you know, you guys are gym owners. If, if you signed uh, a co-lease, if you will, with, with like a rehab specialist and, and then, you know, all things were hunky dory and, um, you know, that rehab specialist like built out their practice in that, that facility. Well, this is the way it worked. There was 16,000 square feet in this large gym facility. I was the rehab guy. And then, you know, he was doing the, his other thing. And, and within about 10 months of us being there, I got a text that he hadn't paid rent in 90 days. And so I put all my cash into this thing and I was like, oh crap, dude. Like I was, I was out. Like I like literally like on a, it was literally on a Sunday. I was out at a buddy's house and we were having a barbecue and I was like, oh shit. You know, like one of those kind of texts. And so, so I was like, what do I do? You know? And so I go on you know, I try to find some place to practice. I was able to kind of piece some things together. A lot of my, my patients were just like, they were like, no, we're just going to cancel my, you know, our treatment plan right now. And it was like so weird. Cause it was like, like I, I couldn't provide service. And so like all, like not all, but half of my, my patients canceled their, their service plan. And, and it was just like really tumultuous time. Well, within that next week, um, and at that, by the way, at that time, my wife and I, we were pregnant. And so we were like, you know, right, you're right, you know, so we were pregnant. And so like, 
the next week we went to the OB just for a, a, you know, the ultrasound. This is about 13, I think it was like 13 and a half weeks we were in at that point. And I remember sitting at the ultrasound and the ultrasound tech kind of is like looking at the monitor and she's quiet. Usually, you know, usually it's just like, oh, here's this, here's that. And then she gets quiet and we're like, what the heck, you know, like, and then at that point I kind of knew already what was going on. And I think my wife in, inherently knew as well is that we actually, we lost the, uh, we lost a heartbeat uh, at that point. So we ended up, we ended up losing that child. And so that coupled with like the financial trauma and me as this man was like, I need to, like, I'm a man, I'm going to provide, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to do these things. Right. And I wasn't, I wasn't doing those things. And so, so then, uh, you know, coupled that with the, the emotion of losing a child. And then two weeks later I get my tax bill and I was like, I, I can't pay this, you know, $24,000. Like that's a lot of money. I, I don't have 24 grand right now. And so like, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't wise in my business decisions at the time. Cause thinking like, well, I guess it, it, it is what it is. I put the cash into the build out, you know, had my, my business plan mapped out for three years at month 10, I knew I was going to be cash poor and then it was going to come back. And it, it was supposed to because of the way, you know, accounts receivable were working and all these things. Well, you know, kind of know what happened at month 10. That's when the, the lights shut out, right? I, I get the text message that my business partner wasn't paying the rent. And so we're all kicked out. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm up a Creek, right. And I'm super like lost as a man. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. And so I just started putting myself together, you know, like there was for the then the next man, that was what, 2015, I guess, you know, up until like late last year, I would even say like very emotionally charged in many different ways, like didn't know where to go, didn't know what to do. But then I realized like, you know, I, I have all this stuff, like I have all these practices and I don't even say the practices, I mean like the practice of like literally putting my 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 psyche together my physical self together my spirit together so it's like oh this was just part of my journey like i needed that to break myself open to then take that information and put it into a framework and i'm holding my hands off for people can't see me put it into a framework so you can literally you like just follow the steps like one two three four and so now and that's what i do with the unbreakable self is is, and not just help people through their dark night, but just help them figure their shit out, right? A lot of us are lost. You know, a lot of us are like, which way do I go in my business, in my relationships, in my, in my health? I don't know where to turn. And so that's really what the unbreakable self is all about. So I, I call it, I, I help people be unbreakable. And then a lot of people are like, well, what does that mean? It's like, well, it simply means just follow the fundamental principles of nature. And if you just look to nature, and you take from it the just the fundamental principles and follow those, then you will be unbreakable. It's just a basic framework. And then the digital side and the physical side of everything, you know, do you get people from one to go into the other and vice versa? Yeah. So, so the physical, the physical side of it is physical healing. So think of it like, that's what I I mean, like it's, it's a holistic practice. Uh, my, my primary goal is to help people improve their functioning as a human. So like functioning is like 
physiologic functioning, you know, mental functioning, even, and I'll even call it spiritual functioning, right? Like, I think you and I chatted about this, Ron, where it's like, you know, your spirit is calling you forward. If you deny that, there's just going to be this adversion, like you're just going to experience things like anxiety, things like depression. It's like something's pushing you forward. The, the, The less you listen to it, the more tension you're going to have in your, in your body, in your physical being. Right. And so I used to just do physical body. And then I recognized, especially with some of the more, my more chronic patients, I was like, there's something more, there's something deeper going on here. And it was, it was only because I went through my set, like searching my journey that I was able to recognize that in another. So that actually made me a better healer from that side. So that's a physical side. And then the, the, the coaching side, the, the virtual side, if you want to call it that, that is, is the manifestation of everything I've learned. And then it's helping people through that, that side of it. So think of it this way, like the, the side of the unbreakable self, which is the, you know, like, you know, I guess if we want to dive into what it means to be unbreakable, that's the side where it's sort of like the starting line, right? Um, uh, best way to describe it, yeah, I suppose if if somebody comes into you into a CrossFit gym and you know they're not ready, like you just know they're like, you know, 50, and a lot of people aren't, you know, it's like you got to on-ramp them. You got to get them to that level, right? So that's sort of what the physical health side of it is, like the, the brick and mortar side. And then the on, the other side is like, all right, like you want to do work in this world? You want to be fulfilled? You want to be successful? I'll, I will show you how but you're going to, you're going to do that. You know, you're going to face yourself in the mirror. You're going to do the, the mental work. You're going to do the spiritual work. You're going to do the physical work, right? Like we're going to work out. We're going to do yoga. We're going to do breathing. We're going to do some deep introspection. And so, so they, they coexist synergistically. They're different and yet they're kind of the same. It's hard. It's, I hope that explained it well. <laughs> no, that definitely, that definitely did explain it well. Yeah, I am. Uh, can I can I hear a little bit about um, how you how specifically you got from your depressive state to now understanding these things about the world and understanding the need for you know mindset development? Yeah, that, I mean that's a great question, and and to give you, it's looking back, right? You know, I, I can say like, oh yeah, I just did this, this, and this. I think for every human, it is it's going to be a little bit different journey. It took me about five years to put myself back together uh, because even before there was the, the mo- like the text message, you know, like I was already in that anxiety kind of depressive state and I was already feeling it. So. I mean, did I, you seek help or did, did you uh, look in any specific direction? Yeah. So I, I sought help in many different ways. I did see counseling. Um, I did reach out to, uh, it, it was hard to reach out to friends at the time. Cause like when you're in a depressive state, you're like, ah, I feel like a bag of shit and I don't, I don't want to drag people down with me. And, and it's like, you know, you're, you're the issue, right. Which mm-hmm. is super hard. Um, but I would actually sum it up into three things, three main things. One of which was I just put myself together physically, right? Like that's a huge component. Like I never gave up. And that, that for me was probably the most important thing. Um, 
I also sought challenge uh, from a physical sense. So when you're depressed, what's happening is you're in your head, right? You're just like in your head about the past, you're in trauma, you're running these, these belief systems, these survival patterns that are just from the past. And so I started doing things like the, the Wim Hof stuff, right? Like immersing myself in cold, cold water. Like, and there is a, there's a place in Austin here called Barton Springs, which is cold year round because mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, the groundwater. And so I would immerse myself in that. I would uh, take cold showers. I would do uh, 24 hour fasts. You know, I would, you know, go without food. I would just like really truly chance myself um, for the guys. I mean, this is, this might be a real thing for men, uh, but I literally quit porn for 10 months. I just needed to see like, is this, is this something that's distracting me? Um, I even quit uh, sexual contact with my wife for six months. I just wanted to see, not to say that we weren't intimate, but there was, for me, I didn't want to bring myself to that level. I was like, I need to understand myself on the fullest level possible. So I went into like some pretty intense uh, strategies and techniques. But at the end of the day, there was really like, so there was that side of it, right? Those physical like aspects, not to say that everybody has to do that. I would just say seek challenge in a way that challenges you, gets you uncomfortable, gets your body moving, and then find a tribe. I, I think that's one thing that's super under, just completely understated right now. And, and I really love what you guys are doing because you're creating a tribe with this, with your show, with your podcast, and everything that you're doing, obviously, even in your gyms. Is like That is the most important thing, I think, for anyone trying to get out because I started surrounding myself. I'm a solopreneur. You know, I have my own business and I'm, you know, hustling and I'm grinding, you know, like the Gary V's of the world would say. Uh, but that, that just led me into a really dark place because I was like hustling for my worthiness. I didn't feel worthy. And so finding two other men to start and now we're starting building, it was, we just would meet on a, you know, every other Wednesday uh, over coffee at like 3 PM and we'd be like, how are you? Like, how are you doing? And then like, let's talk about you. And then I'm, you know, wrestling about this thing with my wife or I got this thing in my business or whatever, you know? And so you recognize that it's like, Oh, when I'm helping somebody else, I'm helping myself. And that, that was really, you know, mind altering for me. And so that's actually why, you know, the primary section, if you want to call it of unbreakable self is the tribe. I think it's so, so invaluable. It's, it's, it's the most important thing I could, I could ever say for anybody else. And then, and then really that last component is, um, is having a coach. It's having somebody that's like been outside of you. And then, so I sought coaches. I've, I've, I've used many coaches. Um, the, you know, I've, I've worked with productivity coaches. I've worked with relationship coaches. I've worked with physical body coaches. I've, Um, you know, I've even, I've even had a mindset coach. Uh, so coaching was, was probably, you know, it's like, I got tribe. There's like the physical practices, uh, but coaching, I would say was one of the main components for me. You know, what's really cool. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Ron and I had like this spur of the moment conversation about the, the, uh, the future. Or let's say yeah, yeah. Uh, Ron's, Ron has this grand idea to, uh, to start a revolution. I love <laughs> but, it. But our conversation, we, we talked about how the, the, the job of the coach is becoming um, 
synonymous with a lot of other things we used to um, associate with like teacher or even in some cases, doctor, yeah. or mentor, yeah. it's all coach. And, and people are using this term a lot. And yeah. I'm a, I am a coach of, I guess, a lot of things. Uh, so are you, so is Ron. And mm -hmm. we, we call ourselves coaches in a lot of ways, but what's cool is how even you were just referencing now, you know, made me think of that. What do you define a coach as though? Ooh. Yeah, no, that's, th I think that's a great question. And for me, a coach is to help an individual see their potential and then, and then help them with the framework. And that's the thing. It's like, I don't think you can give anybody the exact practices, but the general framework to, to achieve that, that potential. I think mm -hmm. a lot of us, we know what our potential is. And I think that here's the interesting thing. This is where the whole spirituality thing comes in. It's like, it's like, can you touch potential, right? Like, is it tangible? And, and then everybody was like, well, no, it's not. But, but we all know that we, we possess it. And that is what, for me, the spiritual, the metaphysical mm -hmm. component of life is. And so the, the reason typically we don't uh, achieve or even move towards potential for most, most humans is because we have these belief systems inside of our being, right? Our body feels it and different manifests it in different ways that, that these belief systems come from when we were a child, when we were told mm -hmm. what to do, how to live. It's a natural part of growing up because as a human, we're this, we are just this social ape, right? Like we are, we are part of the great ape family and, and we forget that we're, we're an animal just like anything else. We can have these higher level conversations, but we still are running programs inside of our, our consciousness subconsciously. It's like a CPU. And if we don't upgrade those, if we don't upgrade <laughs> those stories, you know, those belief systems, we're constantly going to get the same results. And that was sort of the conversation that I was having with Ron last time after we, we ended our recording. It's like all human, all humans, like, we are developed, you know, from ages zero to four, and even up to the time you're 25, by the way, you, you barely have a prefrontal cortex, right? It's not until after you're 25 that you like have a fully developed prefrontal cortex. And then until you're even you're 35, like that's, that's, there's still a lot of leeway in there. And so, and what a prefrontal cortex is, is simply your rational being, right? It's like your rational mind. We think that we have this rational mind, but if you guys have any kids, you look at a child and you say, and they, they, you cut their toast wrong. Like this literally happened to me yesterday. I cut my son's toast the wrong direction and the dude just lost it, right? He's three and he's just like, no. And he's just like, I'm not going to. So then we, it's like, all right, let's calm it down. And like, that's kind of a part of all of us, right? But we need to know that, that we are safe in our becoming. And what I mean by that is like we, like the, our potential is the representation of the unknown. And so later today is unknown. Tomorrow is unknown. The next week is unknown. We have no idea what can happen to us. And of course we want to be safe in our being. We want to be safe in our body, but our, but our subconscious that we linked up when we were a child, that whatever that thing is we want the most, because we put, everybody has like, puts a value system on different 
aspects of their life. Like some people put more value on love, some people more more value on money and 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 wealth. And and there's nothing wrong with any of these, by the way, either. Some people put more value on their health. And you know what somebody puts value on in the area that they're struggling the most. And so if you even look at that yourself, you're like, oh yeah, I'm I'm I put a ton of value in that. And so as a coach, as and that's really what my job is, is to help people witness what is the most value? What was happening when you were a child that caused you to link up that it is not okay? And then give people practices to release that so they literally feel safe achieving that end, that result. And then there's all that other stuff too, right? All the the health and the, you know, just like the general like maintenance care of the the physical being. Uh, because you got you can't have one without the other. So that that for me is what what coaching is. Have yeah. you? I, I just read this book called Game Changers. Okay, it's by, it's by uh, Dave Asprey. I don't know if you know who he is. He has a Bulletproof Radio podcast. Heard of him? I, I yes. um, haven't read that book. Actually, I saw that in um, the the bookstore the other day. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Not not to be confused with the that phenomenon Netflix documentary Game Changers. <laughs> Completely right, yeah. different, but. But anyway, it's about biohacking for yep. productivity. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm listening to a lot of what you're saying. And we had a mindset coach on here a few weeks ago and hearing what he had to say. And then all the things that we practice as well, I'm, I'm looking at those. And then as I read this book, it's starting to make some connections. Things like having routines uh, or daily bookends, like having a, a same start and end to your day can actually help to rewire the brain yep. to create dif- a different outcome. And yes. I liked what you said mm-hmm. about how there is something to the spiritual aspect, right? The, and that we can, as coaches, can manipulate that through yes. these, these external changes. So it's almost like changing your mindset is just biohacking. And that there was just an interesting point that you made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the biohacking kind of like, in, if you want to call it industry or community. It, at the end of the day, really what it is, is like they're just, they're just a bunch of individuals that are trying to figure out how to improve their function so that they can be more adaptable. Is that what we're trying to do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what we're trying to do. So like the idea, and, and this is what it means to be unbreakable, and I, I don't think I touched on this. I was just, that was my next question. Okay. Yeah. Great. So, so if you follow nature, right? Like life, like literally life force. Okay. So like if all humans like are off the planet, you know, we kind of know what would happen, right? You know, so the forest would come back, there would be a natural a balancing in the ecosystem. It just like would, would take care of itself. Right. Cause like life for, you know, it's like in, um, what movie is that where, uh, where he's like life. Oh, I think it was Jurassic park life always finds a way, you know, it's like, it's so, it's so true. And, and that's, that is really important for us to note, especially if we want to be our best selves. Okay. So, so this is, this is what I mean by being unbreakable. If you follow the fundamental principles of life, you will be unbreakable because life is unbreakable. Life itself is unbreakable. It will always find a way. And so the fact that you are a form of life, in this physical manifest, right? That you are a form of life. You are subject to the principles of life itself, right? So like 
what is that? Right. You know, okay. So there's three principles and I'll, I'll run through them really quick. And so listeners can kind of get an idea. Okay. At the top level, life must evolve. Okay. What does that mean? It's like, well, life is always evolving and changing. It's always moving forward. There's always, it's like this new endpoint. A tree is always reaching out. Uh, the grass is always growing. We as humans, we're always going for the next thing, right? It's, you know, it's the reason that Bill Gates and Warren Buffett are still making more money. We're like, guys, you made enough, you know, what's up? It's like, it's, it's the natural form of life, right? It's like, if they stop and, and this can happen, this is actually one of the reasons why I don't believe in retirement as a human, right? Like this idea of retirement, like you have to keep going. If you stop that, you know, we already know like within three years of retirement, the average, you know, individual dies. It just literally just happens, right? Because like we stop moving forward. So all of life must evolve, okay? Now in order for it to evolve, all of life must adapt. What is adaptation? That's, that's a law, that's a physical, the, the fundamental principle of life. So adaptation is the ability to take on stress and then exceed through, through the stress, the obstacle is away, you know, or if you think about just facing a challenge, this is the perfect example of the, like one of the easiest examples, and you guys are doing this, is, is physical fitness. But this also happens in relationships. This also happens in business. This also happens in, in ecosystems and economies. Literally, there has to be adaptation. There's always challenges and stresses. Now, here's the interesting thing. If you want to evolve, you figure out, well, how, how must I adapt in order for me to achieve that evolution. And it's, it's in that play where if like, let's say you have like a coach, right. That helps you identify. So you guys are doing it in the form of fitness through CrossFit. So perfect example. It's like, if I want to be a marathon runner, I'm probably not going to do CrossFit because my adaptation to that evolution of me being a marathon runner doesn't, doesn't match up. Right. So if I want to be number one in the CrossFit games, that's a whole different ball game. Now, all of a sudden, like my level of adaptation, I got to start upping my game. So like, that's kind of where we play, right? So first, we need, all of life wants to evolve. Second, all of life must adapt in order for it to evolve. And then on the base level, all of life must function. Now, this is the biggest one where most people forget. If you don't have a base level of function, you will be in disorder, dis-ease, and dysfunction. So again, disorder, disease, and dysfunction. This is where most, most humans are right now, especially in America. And the reason we know that is because just look at the stats, right? You know, two thirds of our country is overweight or obese. Uh, most people are dying of preventable disease, cancer, diabetes, heart disease, you name it. Uh, and so we are living in this disorder, dysfunction life. We are not functioning as a human. And so how can we even adapt and evolve so somebody comes to you and they're like, I'm sick and I'm injured and I have all this crap. Can you help me be healthy? And then you throw them into the mix without even laying a baseline of function on their system. And when I say function, I mean like true function, like, you know, like what is your food? What, how are you sleeping? What, how are you moving? How are you thinking? There's true function to everything, right? What is your mitochondria doing? We could ask all these kinds of questions. And so my job as a healer is to help people get to that level of function 
so that they can adapt and then send them back to you so they can face that challenge. And, and then that's from a healing perspective. And then from the ultimate, like, let's achieve some badass stuff. That's my virtual side of things, which is like, okay, like let's set a badass goal. Let's get out there. Maybe it's a million dollar business. Maybe it's a relationship, whatever it is. Uh, and so if you just keep doing that cycle and you set yourself up, cause that cycle is true for literally everything in your life, for your health, your wealth, your relationships, your business, even your spirituality, all is a matter of function first, adaptation second, evolution third. How does that level, that base level of function get uh, created if it doesn't exist? So, so sorry, maybe I'm, I misspoke or maybe there's a little bit of confusion. So we need function in order for us, or well, yes, in order for us to adapt, we need function. Okay. And when I said it doesn't exist is that, in America, we have created dysfunction. And that is simply because of there's an imbalance in the, in the ecosystem, if you will, right? And the so ecosystem- the lines that people just need to get back to function. Correct, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, people have created dysfunction for themselves for a number of reasons. But if you look at, there's, it basically comes down to the balance of, of uh, in physics, there's, and I don't wanna get into too much science, but entropy and enthalpy, right? So it's like in science, there's entropy, right? Which is constant, cumulative, and effortless. It's, it's, it's taking your, your every part of your being and breaking it apart, right? It's disorder. It's chaos. That's, that's the second law of thermodynamics. It's the reason we age. It's the reason we have to breathe. It's the reason we have to sleep. It's the reason we have to eat food. It's just part of who we are, right? Like death. It, it, it is death, right? Well, when that balance is off and entropy is too high, we're going to get into dysfunction, period, right? It's like we have, we have to balance that system first. And there is a number of ways, again, like from a doctoring, quote unquote, perspective, you can look at, okay, what are your mitochondria doing? Like, what are you physically eating? Are you getting the nutrients back into your system that you're, you're losing? And not just calories, I'm talking nutrients like, like you know, phytochemicals and bioflavonoids, like all these, the vitamins and minerals, right? Like those are the things that people know, but they don't know about phytochemicals. They don't know about like literally these things that like part of um, the spectrum of light, like the fact that different, different vegetables are different colors actually makes a difference on your physiology, which is kind of weird and crazy, but it is what it is. The same thing with standing in the sun, like getting, um, getting outside and opening up your personal solar panels, right? Taking your shirt off, being out in the sun, um, you know, at the highest point of the day, even if it's cold outside, I know it sucks, but like get in the sun, man. I'm serious. Like you'd be amazed at um, how, how much better you would feel. <laughs> Silence. Yeah. <laughs> it's I was just, uh, I was just looking through some things. Um, about you actually i was looking up looking at your instagram oh nice can you, can you tell us a little bit about the unbreakable man and your whole um concept yeah so the unbreakable man was was sort of like an offshoot of the unbreakable self it's it's kind of the same exact thing that i've been describing but helping men through the process of of masculinity of manhood uh i think that's a really hot topic right now and i think a lot of people are are pointing in the wrong direction if that's the best way to describe it. It's sort of like, it's sort of like pointing at the sun and saying, <laughs> Oh, that's the reason I have sunburn. 
you know? And like, and it's like, yeah, but it kind of gives us life, you know? And, and not to say that that's what men do per se, but I don't, I, I really don't like the way society is pointing at men and masculinity as, as the culprit for all wrongdoing or that there's mm-hmm. some form of patriarchy because the patriarchy doesn't exist. Uh, it's just a, it's just a balance of energies. Now I will say we're becoming a more compassionate, more empathetic uh, society. And we're, we're valuing um, these, these general feminine traits. I'm going to say the word general because it doesn't mean that, that men don't possess these traits. I'm just saying in femininity and masculinity are simply just energies. Their their energy is no different than hot and cold, right? Hot and cold is an energy, and so when you have an imbalance of one or the other, or and this is really what I, I see as the issue uh, is that or not even an issue um, because of what's going on right now, the world is asking men to be more accountable for themselves, and it was my hope to, with the Unbreakable Man, help men not only be accountable for themselves, but actually become their best self because of all of the, the questions about men and masculinity right now. And, um, and so that's my intention. I mean, to be honest, it's the, it's the identical curriculum as the unbreakable self. It's, it's all of that involved, uh, along with, uh, we're going to come out with an immersion in 2020, uh, which will be, uh, a very deep, metaphysical experience of it's sort of like an initiation in a tribal sense where you physically leave your family, your home, you go into a a location, which is undisclosed. um, And there will be lots of other individuals yelling at you and, and guiding you through the path of shedding your old self and becoming the man, you know, you can be. It's helping individuals find their potential in a very short period of time versus over the you know length of time like in an online course or something i really like that how can people um learn about that um more like what what's the the timeline on it yeah so the timeline uh, like i said 2020 is my goal um the best way to go would be, uh, just check out the unbreakable self and then i will announce it through that um uh the unbreakable self really is kind of the primary and mm-hmm. then it, i'll do the invitation through that for men uh, it will be for men only. And there is, mm-hmm. there is, um, uh, reason for that. And it's, it's the ability for men to feel safe around each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we can kind of talk like wax philosophic for a long time, but, <laughs> yeah. but have everybody go to unbreakableself.com and then on there they can, uh, link up, they can, they can join the tribe. They can, uh, inquire, they can just contact us as well. You know, it's nice. super easy. Very cool. Yeah, man. So, so the, the way we always finish these podcasts, we, we, you know, just like all the other great podcasts, right? They ask a question. Um, so we like to ask our, our guests what they think a life below parallel means. Given yeah. That's the name. Yeah. Yeah. And my, yeah, I know I have an understanding of what CrossFit is mm-hmm. too. So like, I can't yeah, that's, so that's great. Yeah. Um, I, I would say it's, it's, the best way that I would describe it in one sense is play full out. You know, like, like if you have a potential play full out, you know, go the full range of motion, like, and you, your spirit has a range of motion proverbially, you know, like go, like go that, that extra mile. Like, you know, you have it in you just do it. 
get out there, you know, like figure out what that North star is for you. Find a tribe, get a coach, do the, do the things necessary to really play full out. And you're going to have fears. You're going to have doubts. You're going to have trepidations. That's part of the journey. That is the journey. I mean, that's what all the, the mythology is. It's you, you go into the cave, you face the dragon and on the other side of the dragon is your treasure, man. Like play full out, get out there. And, um, you know, it's not, I would say enjoy the ride, but it's like after you face the dragon, then you can enjoy the ride. <laughs> it's hard to face the dragon. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah. Dr. Dave, thank you so much for this really enlightening conversation. I, I actually am going to, you know, look into a lot of what you do a little more, do some research and maybe we can connect again. Awesome, man. Um, but Thanks again for coming on, Ron. Looking good. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, All right, guys.